You're listening to Confidence on the Go, your go-to podcast for motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly and bravely take action in your pursuit of living life to the fullest. I'm your host, confidence coach and personal trainer, Trish Blackwell, and it's my absolute honor and pleasure to spend some time with you each week to celebrate this beautiful thing called life. Guys, it's Trish Blackwell here. You're listening to The Confidence Podcast. And man, do I have a show for you. I literally, like, I've been counting down the weeks to when I can post this episode to make it live. You're listening to episode number 259, which, by the way, you can get all the show notes, any links to anything I talk about very easily. Just go to my website, trishblackwell.com forward slash 259. I have, I think, one of the most phenomenal human beings in the entire world on today's show. His name is Bob Goff. He is my hero, (laughs) like legitimately my hero. I was tickled to death and slash terrified to be able to 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 actually connect with him. And we're going to talk today about how to love everybody always. And so if you know anything about Bob Goff, you know that this guy is a world changer, influencer. Um, I mean, he just, I guess the best way for me to put it is that he challenges my heart and my soul in ways that not really, there's no other human being that I know that does. Um, He inspires me to love more. He wrote a New York Times bestseller, Love Does. It's probably my most gifted book. It's a book I've read multiple times, given away tons of times, and was a truly life-changing, heart-changing book. His newest book, everybody always, which talks about what we're talking about today, how to love everyone always was like, like, okay. So like, it's weird when you're like, all right, this is my favorite book, right? Love, love does favorite book. And then the next book blows your favorite book out of the water. Like that's like, it's, it's, it's almost hard for me to talk about. It's that good. So I don't get a dime from telling you that all of these book sales, I, I, this, his new book is so good that, um, I mean, I'm just going to buy like 10 copies when it comes out to give to people. It's that, that incredibly good. So, okay, without further ado, in this episode, particularly of the Confidence Podcast, we're, we're actually chatting with Bob himself. Bob Goff is here on the Confidence Podcast. I'm stoked. And again, let me, let me just put this in perspective to you. If you said, hey, Trish, if you, and I, you need to know this about me, I love Oprah and I love Ellen and I like would do, I would die to have like coffee with them, right? If you said you can have Oprah and Ellen, Ellen and spend the afternoon and have coffee and wine with both of them or you can hang out and spend the day with Bob Goff hands down Bob Goff hands down I would pick him that's I mean that's how that's how awesome this dude is right um we're gonna talk about how to make life every element of it a real adventure and then we're gonna talk about how to amp up your love game and your impact in this world so you guys, if you have, maybe you stumbled, maybe this is your first time listening to the Confidence Podcast. And if it is, I'm going to tell you, you picked a good episode. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I hope that you come back. I, I, it's, I consider an absolute privilege that I get to spend a little bit of time with you each week of just to give you some some contagious encouragement and positive motivation and and just real truth that that challenges you to grow and be the best version of yourself to be and thrive into becoming who God has created you to be. So as always, a quick hello to all my Keep the Faith listeners out there. You guys, thank you for being a part of this extended community of contagious encouragement and a quick sponsorship note. You you guys, I, um, I man, I'm just so privileged and honored to be partnered with Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a B Corp company fighting to 
get safer products into the hands of everyone. We aren't just a makeup and beauty company. We are a company fighting for a solution to the fact that 80,000 chemicals have been released in the marketplace and over 80% of those have never been tested for human safety. Moreover, uh, the lack of regulation in products right now means that many products contain known toxins that are dramatically impacting our health in negative ways uh, and known toxins are in products because it's a cheap way to make them and it's just not okay so um if you want better i would encourage you to text get better beauty to 52886 to ask congress for better beauty laws it's simple one quick text and you're making a positive impact now here's here's the other thing it, we work because we can't stand idly by as harmful chemicals cause our loved ones to get sick to struggle with fertility to give birth to children with significant health issues and to see the rise of cancer we work towards clean beauty because this is a personal issue not just about makeup it's an issue for all personal care products and it matters and so would love for you to start reading your ingredients on your products, educating yourself. If there's if there anything I can do to help you learn a little bit more, the best way for you to do is to go check out a blog post I wrote on safer safer beauty products and safer ingredients in your personal care products. You can check that out at uh, trishblackwell.com forward slash beauty counter. And you can shop for your own beauty counter and give some safe beauty a whirl at beautycounter.com forward slash Trish Blackwell. So, okay, n- that's enough. That's enough of delay. Let's get to the real, the real good stuff here, right? Let me tell you briefly about Bob before I, we, we, I share our, our interview. Bob Goff calls himself a recovering lawyer because after practicing law for 25 years and then becoming honorary consulate to Uganda, he gave up his law law firm to pursue writing and speaking full-time. The best part has been connecting with so many people who are on a terrific adventure as well. And he does. He sees life as a terrific adventure. Bob believes in changing up your life. Bob has inspired millions to dream big and make life more awesome. He's driven by a desire to help others unlock their potential to love and be loved greater. What goals and dreams have you been putting off out of fear or the thought that you can't do it, that it's too hard? Chances are Bob could talk you out of those thoughts and send you charging right into your next adventure. Bob also believes in being available. Take it from the guy who had the audacity to put his cell phone number in the back of his New York Times bestselling book. There's huge power in being present, being available to those around you. What if you took the time for people in your life? What if you made some audacious plan to rock their lives? Try it and see what happens. Now, let me briefly tell you about the book, Everybody Always. What happens when we stop avoiding difficult people and simply love everyone? In his wildly entertaining and inspiring follow-up to the New York Times bestselling phenomenon, Love Does, Bob Goff takes readers on a life-altering journey into the secret of living without fear, care, restraint, constraint, or worry. The path towards the outsized, unfettered, liberated existence we all long for is found in a truth as simple to say as it is to do. Love people, even the difficult ones, without distinction and without limits. Driven by Bob's trademark hilarious and insightful storytelling, Everybody Always reveals the lessons Bob learned, often the hard way, about what it means to love without inhibition, insecurity, or restriction. From finding the right friends to discovering the upside of failure, Everybody Always points the way to embodying love by doing the unexpected, the intimidating, the seemingly impossible. 
Whether losing his shoes while skydiving solo or befriending, befriending a Ugandan witch doctor, Bob steps into life with no limits, embraces others as it's, as it's infectious and extraordinarily ordinary. Everybody always reveals how we can do the same. You guys, without any further delay, I am absolutely elated to be introducing Bob Goff here on the Confidence Podcast. Let's dive over to that interview. Oh my gosh, you guys, Bob Goff is literally having virtual coffee with me right, right now. And Bob, I just want to thank you so much for your time and welcome you to the Confidence Podcast. Hey, thanks a million, Trish. I'm so glad to be on with you and talking. I, I'm toasting you with coffee from here. <laughs> me too. And you know what? Like, you know, and I got I got to tell you, I explained this to Becky, who I was emailing with, right? And I, I got to tell you firsthand. If you said to me, and I'm a huge Oprah fan, I'm a huge Ellen fan, and you said, Trish, you can spend the day with both Oprah and Ellen, or Bob Goff, you went hands down. Oh, and wow, down, that's, that's Because, you know what, <laughs> you have your, your unconventional and radical approach to loving like Jesus loves has so resonated with, with both myself and my husband in such a way, such a profound effect that I cannot express my thanks enough. So, oh, wow, that's just great. I think all together we make one really well adjusted person. So, yeah. I'm just so glad there's all of us. And <laughs> I know, we I know. To... So, so, um, we're going to dive in because I do want to respect your time. And, you know, you've got this new book that is being released. And it, um, it's one of those books that when I read it, Bob, I, I would like, I wanted to read it in one sitting. But that's almost like, you know, when you have really good ice cream, you just want to devour, but you're like, well, I want to make this last. So, it was this constant conflict of like, do I read it all at once or do I just read one chapter, wait till tomorrow? So I did a combo. It's that good. So like. Oh, you are so kind. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Really so uh, beautifully as you written. know, from reading it, it's uh, we did love does about five years ago. And then it was time to do this one. And I actually wrote it and then it got lost. Yes. <laughs> so I had to write it again. Yes. The whole thing. Yeah. Like, well, that's why I love you. You're like, well, this is my third book because the exactly. second one got lost. I know, right? Everybody's second book always stinks. So the, the whole idea with us, too, that we're like rough drafts of who uh, God's turning us into. And, uh, and, and then sometimes the uh, idea is we want people to be turning into what we want them to turn into right away. Mm. And, uh, I mean, if you want a radish, that takes 20 days. And if you want a pear, that takes seven years. Wow. And so I just think there's a lot of people that are trying to turn pears into radishes. And um, mm -hmm. and the, the whole idea behind Everybody Always, the book, is to just say, like, what if we just say, have this really very orthodox theology, <laughs> even if you didn't believe in God, just to say, I'm just going to love everybody always. And then if there's somebody who doesn't fit in that, uh, then you don't have to love them. But I'm thinking it's pretty inclusive. <laughs> I think it is pretty inclusive, which is one of the most challenging um, elements of what I was reading. That I just, you know, you, you inspired me, sort of called me up to this new level of, right, of inclusivity of like, what does everybody always mean? And I, what I love, you know, and if you could speak a little bit to this of talking about being excessively available, right? And, and you mentioned leaning into constant interruptions and loving no matter what, especially when it's not convenient. So. Cool. Like talk about feeling like that sounds really hard to do. So how do you yeah, start for doing me that? Too. Right? Because uh, like, it's really easy to like nice people like you. Like you're right. low hanging fruit. <laughs> Couple of your friends would be low hanging fruit because they're nice and happy and 
all that. But if you kind of want to know where you're at in your faith or where you're at or, or at on this adventure, just see how you're treating the people who creep you out, mm-hmm. the people that you've uh, spent your lifetime avoiding. And it didn't come from a, a bad place. It's just you want to be polite so you kept your distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when we keep our distance from the people that creep us out, we don't end up growing. And so that's what I'm uh, learning. It's uh, easy to hang around people that are wonderful and do plenty of that. Um, but I think we we grow where we're uh, learning a little bit more about other people. But here's the important part. When uh, love has an agenda, that it ain't love anymore. So yes. it's engaging people, but not like their projects. Because uh, like God makes people. And people make issues, but people aren't issues. People are people. Mm. And they may disagree with uh, you. You may have somebody that is in a position of power that you just couldn't uh, disagree with more. Uh, But if we uh, say that we're going to, and it isn't going to the lowest common denominator, saying, I'm just going to love everybody always, and even the wrong-minded people. Um, You don't need to be singing two-part harmony with them, uh, but to treat them with the kind of respect and love that you'd want to be treated. It's not a new concept, but it's just a great time for a reminder. I was actually five years late on getting this next book out. I just didn't have anything to say. <laughs> and then everything just in those last, if you've kind of noticed, everybody's just a little bit more on edge right. these days than normal. And I thought, what a great time to explore that for myself. What would it be like uh, to love, the people that creep people out. And what do you do, Bob, when you when you have when you're having an off day? When you're like fifty percent, Bob, and you're just like, I don't feel like doing this. How do how on the days when you're like, this is not convenient, and this person is really, yeah, really rubs me raw. Like, how what do you do to to just go? No, hey, like everybody always. Like, do you just have a mantra? How do you motivate yourself past that? What I feel like we might feel like a lot. Yeah, it's not that you just put a happy face on it and fake it because there's some people that legitimately are irritating. They kind of grate at you. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, But on those days when I'm feeling the weakest, I probably don't engage the most difficult people. Mm. Uh, And to say uh, what I'm going to try to do is engage the people with everything I've got right now. So uh, as you know, we've uh, are in Uganda and we just took all the money from love does and just gave it all away and started schools all over the place. There's Somalia and Iraq and Uganda. And uh, our next one is going into this middle East country. That's like, Oh my gosh, even on my scale of creepy, that's like pegging the needle. Uh, but uh, but uh, in Uganda, the, they have this idea of uh, child sacrifice, and so they've been sacrificing children like a thousand a year. Uh, but nobody's ever taken on a witch doctor because they're afraid of these guys, but not afraid of them. They're punks. I mean, my worldview is that they don't get to decide the rules. And so we uh, uh, tried a case there, the first ever, against a witch doctor. And got this conviction, and the word went out to 41 million people, and it, in essence, just said, we're just not afraid of you anymore. But here's the deal. Okay, do I make these guys my enemy? And indeed, they were in this idea of loving your enemy. It'd be like, how do you deal in that conflict as they creep me out? And, and, and they're not so, they're evil. Like, it, it's just- oh, God, totally get it. And yes. And so I decided I was going to engage it. So I've just started sending out. I'm still the consul for the Republic of Uganda. Which is so ridiculous. So I sent out 
Isn't that crazy? Because awesome. I don't look like a Ugandan no, guy. No, no, but, no. <laughs> so uh, we just send it out on the Bush radio and let all the witch doctors know that the consul is coming to Gulu, and I command every witch doctor to meet with me. And the creepy part is they come, and they're That's so creepy. They make little dolls that look like me and stick stuff in it. And I asked one of these guys, what do you need? And they said, we don't know how to read or write. So don't freak out, but I started a witch doctor school. <laughs> it's we don't teach them how to be witch doctors. They already know. Believe me. What we're trying to do is just love them and engage them because I, I want to just not just say, hey, wouldn't it be swell if we love the people that were our enemies or that uh, were wrong minded? But I wanted to actually lead with love. And I, I don't know if they're learning anything from me, but I'm learning a ton from them. I'm learning a ton about is uh, these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of witch doctors that have now gone through our school are no longer sacrificing children and they won't let other witch doctors do that because they've encountered love and for some it was a faith experience but 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 i'm not trying to uh have people like come to faith that's not our job what i'm trying to do is have people just feel accepted and then let god do his thing in their life um because i want to be without agenda that's complicated to be without agenda, right? I mean, one of the things about the that you did write about it with the with the witch doctors is there's a point where you, how did that first time that you washed each other's feet? Can you narrate that a little bit and kind of describe that, that? Yeah, boy, I, I that don't want to spoil it. You're still telling so much, so far superior than mine. I want, I would, if you could share a little bit, like that to me was like, first off, I got I got runner's feet, nasty feet, and you know that's true oh. love if you're gonna wash someone's feet. Yeah, you should see these witch doctors' feet. They're just nasty. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if they had a picture on Wikipedia for nasty feet, I'm sure that would be it. And yeah. uh, But the whole idea that we would talk to these guys, we would let them know the penalty for child sacrifice is the death penalty. Mm -hmm. uh, say, uh, we'll even bring the judge along and say, we'll try the case. It won't take long, and you'll never be seen again. And once we just terrify these guys... Then we wash their feet. And there's mm. something really beautiful in that moment, um, at least for me, in just saying to just get past my pride and to realize uh, that these people have done a great deal of harm and wrong and all that. But can we look at who they're turning into rather than all the previous versions of them? I know people have been really kind to me uh, when I've screwed up. Uh, and they've just uh, thought of me for the man that I'm becoming, not all the earlier versions. Uh, and so that's what I'm trying to do. And I wouldn't claim to have it figured out. But instead of making it just brain candy and saying, wouldn't it be swell if everybody was just nice? I'm trying to engage the most difficult people uh, in my life. And here's the crazy part. God isn't wild when we go across an ocean. He, he's uh, like dazzled when you go across the street. Uh, when you go across your office to somebody who's bugged you and just give them a Snickers bar. I got whatever detail their car. Yeah. Um, just do something to get over it. And that's what I've been doing. There's a guy that actually, uh, you know, uh, makes a lot of noise out in the world. And he actually kind of bugged me. Truth be known. I just I, he would say something on Twitter or something. I just roll my eyes. I'd be like, oh, man, that guy again. Yeah. And what I did, I mailed him a cake pop. It was the best thing. I wrote him a little note. I'm like, yeah. have a cake pop. 
it was the best dollar twenty nine I've ever spent because I got over my big issue wow. and uh, and I I don't I, I imagine he didn't need it but he wasn't the guy that needed to change I needed to change man that's cool what a good you know so that brings me to a question I wanted I've been dying to ask you um, you know my husband and I we we want to love our neighbors better we've been talking about this for years and we'll we'll you know circle walk around the neighborhood and pray for the houses but you know Bob we're not doing we're not we're not buying a thousand balloons and creating a parade. Like you, your demonstration of cre of opening your heart to your neighbors and really truly being a neighbor was like, oh, it made me just makes me just put the book down and go. I don't know if I can get there. Like I want that. How do you like? Uh, how do you go across the street and hand that person that Snickers? How do you say let's let's get together more? Like how do you how do you start? Oh, I can't uh, claim responsibility for that at all. You know, it was our kids' idea was to do it? this parade oh, on a block. <laughs> but the, but the, uh, the reason that all the neighbors got to know each other is this guy named Art. And uh, Art was our mailman. And he, but he was a horrible mailman. He just gave everybody's mail to the wrong houses. So, so every day I'd get everybody's credit cards. They'd get ours. It's just nuts. And so after 20 long years, Art said he was going to retire. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and so at the parade, we always have a grand marshal. We made Art the grand marshal. And we got a, a convertible. We put thousands of envelopes in the back. And we just said, Art, just do what you do every day. Just like throw <laughs> all the envelopes to everybody. Uh and uh, he was so moved when 800 people showed up to let him know how much they loved him. Uh, he was so moved, he called a week later and said, I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> like, no! That's funny. But there's something beautiful that happens when we let people know they're loved. Instead of telling people, like, for instance, well, Jesus loves you. What it, and, and that uh, may indeed be true, but that may not be something that, is within their worldview or their life experience. What if you just let them know that this is what I appreciate about you? Mm. And I liked Art a lot, even though he was lousy at what he did for a living. <laughs> um, and so one of the things, I think there's some great parallels there. There's some people that govern us and there's some people that uh, work with us and participate with us and, and uh, you know, take out our trash and sell us cars and build our bridges and all that that actually we don't think are very good at what they do. <laughs> but what if we love them for who they might turn into? <laughs> and sometimes awesome. it feels a little bit like a reach, but then I think all the people that have said things to me that have landed the power of their words in my life and in yours. Mm. A guy uh, named Brad Quick 30 years ago told me it really honored him that I arrived on time. He wasn't trying to do this mind game on me. He just really wanted to just tell me. It just honored him that I said I would be there, and I was there when I said I'd be there. When you and I decided when we were going to get together for this, I wasn't going to be late. Do you know why? Because Brad Quick wow. told 30 years ago, I was that guy. I'm the guy that's on time. Wow. And so here I am 30 years later, and think of the words that you could speak over the people you love the most um, to say – it's not blowing sunshine at them. It's just speaking truth over them in their lives. I love that. I love that. And you're right. You were a minute ahead of time, actually. You, you yeah. said, hey, I'm available, which is that's awesome. You're right. That speaks volumes. And I love that that's a simple way to love people, just speaking truth over them. 
And then another thing, to your point, just be available. I mean, we all have cell phones. I just decided I put my cell phone number in the back of a copies of Love Does. And I get some pretty weird calls, but (laughs) something that's like really tough. There's one kid that calls me up. He just cusses at me. Isn't that awesome? I, I thought I was. I thought I knew all the cuss words as a lawyer, but evidently there's new ones. And uh, <laughs> and so I finish the call with this kid the same way every time. I let him know I will always take your call. Wow. Because I don't want him to climb a tower with a rifle or say that to somebody who walked out of a biker bar. They'll kill him. Yeah. But what if we're the one safe person? Yeah. Uh, is it fair? Oh heck no! I'm a nice guy. I write books and put balloons on him. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm not trying to be fair. I'm trying to be Jesus. Mm. I'm trying to like say, how did he deal with these things? I'm not trying to talk people into Jesus. I'm just, I'd say like, as for me alone, how did he deal with these things? How could I deal with these things? And then I just try to uh, summon the, you know, the better angle. So when you are open and available as you know, as, yeah. as available as you are, how do you, how does sweet Maria have boundaries? How are there, you get a call at dinner. Do you pick that up? How do you, how do you navigate that in like, cause if you're just your own Island, it's easy to say that, but you've got people and family and responsibilities. How do yeah, you- I totally get that. Yeah. Two thoughts on that. Uh, one thing is this idea, this adventure of following Jesus is not a business trip. It's an mm, adventure. And cool. so, Business trips are really organized. Adventures aren't. Like what makes a bad business trip will make a great adventure. Imagine if you and I were driving down the road in our car and then the back wheel passed us in the fast lane. (laughs) That'd be a lousy business trip, but it'd be an awesome adventure. And it's like welcoming everybody into your life to say, I can't spend 20 minutes, but I can spend a couple minutes on the phone. The one thing that Sweet Marie and I have done is we did a no-fly zone over when we're eating meals. Like having a meal, that's a no-fly zone. But I think this life that we're talking about it wouldn't be for everybody but if it's for one of your listeners uh that to realize that a life of loving people the way that jesus did means one filled with constant interruptions Mm -hmm. so every time i answer one of these calls typically and i'll still get 50 or 100 a day and this is five years later and most i'll say hello it's bob and they'll go bob and they're like the reason they don't have anything to say is they just wanted to know if it was true. And I think that's what people want to know about me and you. I think that's what people sung all the Chris Tomlin songs. They just want to know, is it really true? Uh, and I could have put a recording on there. If we just answer the phones and, and to just be just excessively available to one another. And uh, to that point, I think if we don't want to be around people, I'm like, you're going to hate heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Talk That's about awesome. that, everybody, always. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, I did have a question. So this is all this is practice. It is practice. <laughs> you know, one of the most compelling parts of one of the stories, speaking about calls and, you know, you, you, you tell a story about how many collect calls you get from jail and this one gentleman who obviously knew your number by heart and kept calling you and you know you you're part of helping him um hey have have and basically have freedom um but you also mentioned that you this whole sock ministry started and what i wanted to see if 
you know, it's, I think as a listener or as a reader, hearing some of what you do, these adventures you go on in life and the adventures you create for your children when they turn 10. And I mean, it's just like, you know, it, it's over, it's almost, it's so inspiring that you're like, oh, if only I could do that, you know, if only I could have that impact. But what I wanted to see if you could, you could share a little bit about the impact that one sock could have, like, or that these, who came up with this idea to, that you, basically you're a sock distributor, right? From jail. And then you said, yeah. right? Like how I'm in the business. Of, you're yeah. in the business of yeah. the guys are putting into business of felons. What a small idea could actually have a large impact. Like, but how did that start? And, you know, could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, there was a group of guys that were meeting, uh, in, uh, uh, prison because they're all like in there for life and they had been reading uh, this book love does and this idea of bible doing rather than just bible study and memorizing all this stuff um and i think it's great to memorize scripture i think that's uh, can give us some beautiful direction we we know why we either agree or disagree and you actually know where in scripture i can help but to just memorize stuff for the sake of memorizing stuff like you're going to make Jesus happy, I, I'm not sure that that's it. I mean, the longest name anywhere in Scripture is Mayor Shalahazbaz. <laughs> Do you know what he did? Not Nothing. <laughs> so that would be an example. It's just a name. But these guys, oh, they're going to spend life in jail, and they said, we really want to do something, but but we're having trouble figuring out what that would be. So for a dollar ten. They can buy a pair of socks at the prison commissary, and they've been writing notes on these socks, and they mail them to me in big boxes of socks, and they say, just give them out to people. If they can't walk in our shoes, they could walk in our socks, and it's just so beautiful. I was actually at Baylor University a week ago, and uh, this uh, one of the guys that's going to be there for uh, most of his life uh, called up. So I just I happen to be on the stage doing their one of their complications. So I just put them on the speakerphone and I said, "Here's two thousand people. You talk to them." No, and it was just beautiful. It was just great. He's not going to be. He ended up having a bigger audience than he'll have in a long time. And all he talked about is the idea of love and acceptance and wow. generosity. He wasn't saying. I need love and I need acceptance. I need a generosity. That was what was flowing out of him mm. towards everybody. Mm. I, he said whatever I had to say much better. Um, and so sometimes we think the spokespeople um, for these ideas are the people that have got it all right. And uh, what I have found is that the people that have suffered tremendous setbacks are the ones that are actually my teachers. I'm their student. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, speaking the of crazy people, part about these calls from jail, every time I get a call, if it's a collect call, you press five yeah. and they bill you like $9.75 <laughs> every call. I have these whopper bills because I think they're passing my phone number I from cell to are. cell. That's the cost of love. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, you know what? You talk, you're speaking of acceptance, you, one of the lines that actually struck me the most is, you, you quote, you said, sometimes life as an adult still feels a lot like that lunchroom in high school. And gosh, I know that a lot of my listeners, I think as adults, I think all of us struggle with this. Am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I accepted? Am I, is there somewhere for me to sit? And, and so if somebody's really feeling that overwhelm of like, wow, I really don't fit. What is, 
what, what would you tell them? What would be the, the first thing that they can do to, to start believing that they actually are loved or, or any advice to speak to that? Cause it's, it's a concept that's so universal, but not often spoken about. Yeah, I think we're all just tremendously insecure. We just work it out different yeah. ways. I mean, some people are insecure and write country western songs about it. Some yeah. people are CEOs of big companies and uh, boss people around. Some people are tremendously kind and giving, and it's just a function of just being tremendously insecure. Mm, <laughs> like, true. do you like me now? True. And so if you just realize that all the people that you're dealing with are probably just as insecure as you and that they're just working through it in different ways, we all, whether we uh, are aware of it or not, we've identified who's at the cool kids table. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we kind of like, there's something beautiful when you say, I actually, uh, have found my faith, um, where Jesus is. And it's usually not at the cool kids table, just the kids table. <laughs> and, it, and that's what I'm trying to do. But, I, to, but to love and accept people that are big and loud and gregarious, that would be like me. I'm like, loud and gregarious and laughing and all that i'm just insecure yeah. <laughs> and some people that are very quiet and stoic and wear tweed jackets and stroke their beard they're just <laughs> insecure as well and so what if we just say we're just like get real with that but don't get stuck there don't over identify with your insecurities to say what would be possible if i could get beyond those mm -hmm. and then to start becoming more interested in other people's stuff than all of my insecurities. Uh, because sometimes our own insecurities get so loud that we never get around the important work of loving other people's. And that actually is the path to get overcoming some of these insecurities. You get so out of your stuff and find uh, a people group that are being, there's literally, there's tens of thousands of people in the Western desert in Somalia that Al-Shabaab, the Al-Qaeda's arm in Somalia, was starving to death. Oh. And so there's no road access. There's no way in or out uh, for these people. We it took some of the money from Love Does It. We filled a cargo plane with the World Food Program, flew it over uh, their heads and landed. Wow. <laughs> it just, uh, so there's something beautiful. And again, what is dazzling to God isn't that. It's calling somebody that you're on the outs with and just getting good with them. Mm -hmm. Just say, we're good. Like one text message. That like that, sense. I think heaven just leans over the rails and just says like, oh my gosh, somebody getting beyond their pride and insecurity to just reach out to somebody that's equally wounded and hurt and insecure mm -hmm. and to just say, we're good. But that takes courage, right? And I, you write about courage, and I'm not gonna. I want to respect your time, so we're gonna close out here. But you know, and and readers, they're gonna buy this book, so we're gonna, we're gonna let them learn about Charlie and Kavi and a whole story on their own. You guys, it's a must, 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 must read. But if you could, like, you, you spoke when you speak about Charlie, speak about that courage doesn't come in size. What is it that you told him when? You, to, how do you I tell, tell him and anybody else to like, hey, we're going to fly over all those bad guys in Somalia and land like that takes like there's risk. You know, how do you how do you oh, summon up that courage? It's the same the same words that Jesus always spoke to his friends. It's the things that God said throughout the scriptures. He just said these three words, be not afraid. Mm. Um, 
And I think we can just take some comfort in it. And there's a lot of scary things happening in the world. They were, there will continue to be scary things. There will be continue to be people that are off-putting and creepy and downright mean and wrong-minded and all that. But to rise above that and to just say what we're going to do isn't going to be try to fix the people. What we're going to try to do is love everybody always figure out who it is that God made us to be and then live fully into that. And for some people it'll be like a lot of arm waving like me <laughs> and for other people I'm like Kigger and sweet Maria is like the wise owl, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not trying to be like her and right. she's not trying to be like me. We're trying to be like Jesus to say how, what's the most loving, humble version of us. And it's usually the next version that we're aiming for right. <laughs> because the right. current version Needs a little tune up. But that's the cool part about the promise of being a new creation. Like I've spent 58 years <clears throat> being all the cur the previous versions of me, yeah. but I met the new version of me like four hours ago. <laughs> like, all right, let's go. New Bob. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, listen, I want you to be able to get on your day, but here's the deal. I, can you, I know, um, tell us where to get the book, but also could you speak briefly about, I think it's called the 10 Club, right? Yeah, yeah. Another way for people to get involved yeah. with with everything that you're doing. Oh yeah, so uh, love does. We're uh, I don't think of us as an organization because then you'd have to be really organized. Um, <laughs> but it's a people that are just saying, let's just go. Let's not build up a big staff here in the U.S. Let's have lots of Somalians working for us in Somalia and Iraqis in Iraq and Ugandans in Uganda. And so there's several thousand uh, uh, students and teachers and people in jails that have been impacted by this. And the 10 Club is just a way to do it. So you can go on lovedoes.org and check out what Love Does is up to. And everybody always will be out. It's uh, April 17th is yeah. the release date. And um, I think uh, I hope people will enjoy it. I think it'll be just a bunch of stories. It isn't yes. going to be bony fingers waving at us saying, <laughs> be nice. It's just to say, man, I'm in it too. Here's a couple people who I'm learning from. Yeah, there's stories that are so good that like, yeah, my poor husband. I went, will you stop everything you're doing? Just please read the story. Like, read this chapter and then, or can I read it out loud to you? Like, that's, that's how good they are. Oh, oh that's so fun. fun. Oh, I love hearing yes. that. I was thinking about writing a murder mystery, but I thought, nah, nah, nah. stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. Bob, thank you for staying in your lane and encourage me, me and my listeners to stay in ours. And just thank you for all that you do. It is, it is, it has been, it has been life changing and, and, and heart changing for me. I can tell you that. Oh, thank you, Trisha. Very kind and just so delighted to be part of the same big family together. <laughs> Amen to that. Y'all, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. I, I literally have listened to it, I think, three times, maybe four. I mean, I felt so moved by his words and some of the my biggest takeaways that, um, I mean, just challenged me. I, I, had to, I had to sit and journal about the next day before I could even talk to Brandon. He was like, Brandon, Brandon was so excited. How did it go? And I was like, I'm not ready to talk about it. Like, I needed to, like, process it. And so um, – Man, it's just good stuff. I, I, I love being inspired to see life as this just tremendous adventure and that we can invite other people into that. And you know in that um, the people who I don't want to love are the ones who need love the most and the ones I'm meant to love. It just, I'm so 
called up and inspired. And I hope that you are too. And I hope that you run out and grab a copy of, well, if you don't yet have a copy of Love Does, you definitely need it. And if you haven't yet pre-ordered or gotten your copy of Everybody Always, you need that as well. So you guys, let's just dive in. I've got an, one quick announcement before we dive into our listener of the episode. Um, announcement is that, um, well, actually it's a two-part announcement. Next week is our five-year anniversary as a community, five years of being on the air every single Tuesday. It's pretty exciting. So that's going to be episode number 260. I've got some awesome things going on with that. I'm actually going to be talking about 70 small shifts that have made my own happiness skyrocket. So if you're into happiness and you're looking at how to live a more beautiful life, uh, next week's legit for you. Plus, we have a College of Confidence giveaway bonus that's going on. And here's the other thing. Um, if you enroll in the College Confidence this week, um, don't worry. What I'm giving away next week will also apply to you. You will get it. Do not delay getting the encouragement and support and the, the, the well, I, you know, if you think you think you need a cheerleader in your corner, I think we all need a cheerleader in our corner. We all need a Bob Goff in our corner. We, I would love to be your your corner, corner girl, it's hard to say, um, and cheer you on to get you focused on what matters, help you have a terrific adventure in life as you pursue your dreams and as you make an impact in this world that matters. We all need a coach. And you, I'm not sure if you realize this, but you actually get direct and supportive access to me 24-7 when you join the College of Confidence. It is group coaching at its best, and I will help you help you get to where you want to go, period. I'm going to speak truth to you and I'm going to push you along the way with love and encouragement so that you look at what you do as a terrific adventure. Um, go ahead, check it out, trishblackwell.com forward slash college. And anyone who enrolls this week gets a special bonus that is also going to be given next week in celebration of our five years here as a community. So don't delay. Let's get moving on your adventure of life trishblackwell.com forward slash college. Let me highlight our listener of the episode. This is one of my favorite parts of each episode to do. This is uh, Sarah Modrell. She had an awesome email and I just wanted to thank her. And she, she actually had a great question that I thought I'd cover. So Sarah said, hey, Trish, I found your podcast today after searching for moving on and being an independent woman. I've binge listened to quite a few already and they're amazing and definitely speaking to my soul. I do have something I'm struggling with and just need to figure out how to deal. So here's a little background on me. I was together with my now ex-husband since I was in high school. We were over 20 years, great kids, um, and it just grew apart after so many years. One thing I've always regretted was never living on my own before settling down. Now, I have been on my own for almost a year, and I truly love it. I feel strong, independent, and fierce. However, I do miss the companionship of being in a relationship. Now, I don't need one, um, but I, I do have, I do miss it. I joined a dating website and actually found someone I clicked with recently. We've been talking for a while and I adore him. He makes me smile, laugh, and he's very fun to be around. He also has his own life and young children. We've not established a relationship yet or anything, but the whole newness is just consuming me. I wanted to talk I want to talk to him all the time, see him all the time, and basically I'm making myself neurotic just thinking about it. How do I not lose myself in a new relationship? Help. And girl, I am highlighting this question because it relates to so many of us. Even if we're in established relationships, how do we not lose ourselves in a new 
exciting thing of life. Like sometimes a relationship, people, new projects, a new business, a new adventure, like planning for Disney World, all these things can actually be distractions that distract us from what really we really should be focused on in life. They're 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 it's so how do we not lose ourselves? How do we engage and, and indulge in things that matter? This is a relationship is should get your time and attention, but how do we not lose ourselves? And that's a great question. That's why I thought, oh man, what a what a great listener of the episode to highlight because you're right. I love that. I love your increased awareness here of knowing that, look, I, you've worked hard to establish yourself and grow in your independence. And, um, you know, it's, it's awesome to feel those, those tingles and those excitement that you feel. I think what I, what I would recommend to not lose yourself is to keep your self a priority. Keep investing in yourself. Keep boundaries around time where you have your alone time. Make it intentional that you you are um, not putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, but that you are always looking for the best, but you're aware of maybe um, having rosy, rosy colored glasses on, you know, when it comes to a new relationship or a new thing. You know, we all look at that shiny new thing that distracts us and, it, and, it, and we think it's the solution to everything. Sometimes it is, but I think just, I think give yourself permission to enjoy where you're at, but keep investing in you a priority. It sounds like you've had about a year to really start learning and growing as, as, as Sarah, let's make that the most important focus because you know, the best relationships, they're the ones with two individuals who know themselves really, really well, can stand on their own and, and are complimenting and building one another up, not are codependent on one another. So if you want this relationship or any other relationship to not be, to not kind of come, come just explode and implode in toxic or codependency, then you need to make sure that you are dating yourself, you're growing, you're investing in yourself, you are spending time with yourself, you are building yourself up, you're building your own future. And then that 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 when that perfect person, whether it's this guy or, or the next comes along, then there's this like you guys are walking along the paths, the same path next to one another, building one another up, making each other better human beings, not necessarily completing one another. So that makes sense. Or you challenge, like I was always in a relationship when I was, when I was dating, when I met my husband, Brandon, I wanted to know, like, I wanted to be challenged in, in the following ways, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So I, I knew that he needed to fit those four categories mentally physically, spiritually, and emotionally. If I was challenged to become a better human being in all those categories, I knew that that, that was the one. And you know what? Brandon's the only one that's done that in all four categories. I, I often found guys who would challenge me mentally, physically, and emotionally, but not spiritually, or spiritually and physically and emotionally, but not and mentally or intellectually. So like for me, it was looking at those four categories and saying, does this person bring out and challenge up within me the best, help me be my best? Because if I'm being my best and I'm doing that back to him, then that's two people blooming together. So I hope that helps. Um, great, great question. You guys, I love hearing from you. I'd love to honor you as a listener of the episode. I love hearing how this show has been um, uh, impact and had a positive impact in your life. So shoot me an email, trish at trishblackwell.com, or you can leave me a voicemail on my website. Just go to my website. You'll see in the right-hand corner, it should say, hey, leave Trish a voicemail. Super simple and takes like two seconds. I'd love to hear from you. And if you guys, if you haven't yet done it, I would, and if, if this show has been impactful to you in any way, Please take two minutes today to go into iTunes, hit subscribe, make sure you are subscribed to this so you don't miss an episode and write a quick review. It will take you about three minutes total and it helps more people serendipitously fall into 
coming across this show and saying, oh my gosh, this is what I needed. So you guys have an absolutely amazing day. Let's go out there today and love everybody always. I love it's the simplicity of this. Hey, like what's, what am I supposed to do today? Love everybody. When? Always. Okay. Like how I just, that, that's so freeing to think about. It simplifies my anxiety and my overthinking and my perfectionism and my achievement driven nature. And just says, Trish, just be you and go spread love. That's what we're called to do. And I love that. I hope that you do too. So let's go out there. Go love everybody always. Be you. Be free. Thanks for listening. You can get more confidence resources at trishblackwell.com. If you love the show, let me know. Write a review on iTunes or send me an email at trish at trishblackwell.com. Take your confidence to a new level by downloading my free daily guide to confidence, The Confidence Roadmap. You can grab your free roadmap at trishblackwell.com forward slash roadmap. And you know what? I'm thankful for you. Yes, you. So thanks for being you. Now go share the best of you with the world.